Booze and books may contain boozy language and themes. Listener discretion is advised. Hey everyone, it's Lindsay and Kristen back again um, with episode 30. What, what? Um, This episode... I know, right? That's crazy. Crazy. Thank you. There's a random thought when we were drunk. Yeah, and we've done 30 months 30 months of this that's like almost that's crazy yeah plus on top of that we did book club like just the two of us without recording it before that so like we've been doing this for like at least a couple like four years roughly yeah that's crazy loving it and we're just gonna continue and we're, of course, doing it virtually because if anyone's listening, Calgary kind of had, like, a little bit of a blow-up of COVID cases. And it kind of went in semi-lockdown. So, since we don't live together, we were not able to record together. Yeah. So, we're doing it virtually again. <laughs> we're but being responsible. Exactly. The good thing is, is that podcasting you can do in different areas and different parts of like even the country and stuff so it works it's not exactly, so fast right? obviously we would rather be in the same room and hang out and all that stuff but you go with what lemons you got and make <laughs> the lemonade make the lemonade with the lemons you got <laughs> exactly um i don't think we have a title for this podcast well Maybe i guess we can call it 2020 year on review yeah i guess that's probably the most logic logical mm, one you're a whore 2020 i don't know podcast name tbd (laughs) got it got it (laughs) but what we've got so far are probably going to be one of them but we might need to think about it (laughs) but it's probably going to be year on review 2020 or fuck you 2020 fuck you 2020 so we'll go with it we'll figure it out but right now there's not an official one so it's episode 30 we're doing a review of all the books from the previous 11 months and the wines so you guys will get a whole overview don't worry we're not going to go into everything as much as we did during the podcast because you can look listen to their individual episodes but we're basically going to list off everything all the wines all the books and then we'll tell you our favorites which Lindsay and i have not even told each other what favorite yes. wines we chose surprise or what time. books we uh did so it's going to be a surprise for both of us too it's gonna be so, great uh, yeah i'm excited um but yeah before we get into the wines because we always start with the wines it's um if you want to know what we're doing for books and sometimes alcohol but mainly like what we're reading currently what new books we're buying what books we're doing for the podcast you can find them on our instagram page boozeandbooks.podcast hit it up take a look give us comments dm us if you have any questions any of that stuff love hearing from you guys and um especially like some book recommendations at least two 
of these books on here were um no three books on here for like recommendations from people so or four four of them sorry I got into this list four of them were <laughs> recommendations from other people two of them actually had authors um that wrote them on the podcast so yeah just you know I think I just kind of went off on a tangent but yeah find all the stuff we're uh, posting on boozeandbooks.podcast um or you can follow us on our personal one at lind.said, L-I-N-D dot F-A-I-D, and Kristen.shu. Shu is spelled S-H-E-W. So, yeah. Okay, I'm going to stop talking now, and I'm going to let Lindsay get into the wine. Yay, wine! Okay. <laughs> Perfect. So, what I'm going to do first is we're going to list off all the wines from each month of this year, and then, um, I guess, I'll start with you, Kristen, for your favorites. Um, sorry, guys, if you hear squeaks in the back, it is my new puppy. Um, she's going crazy right now, and I can't let her out of my sight because she's little. So um, you get Lindsay plus puppy squeaks today. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so let's, uh, sorry, so then we'll do Kristen's faves, and then we'll talk about my faves, and um, we'll both get to find out whose faves were what so um let's start with january january was bread and butter wine um and then we went into february which was tinhorn creek march was bliss april was raven conspiracy may was whatchamacallit june was liberty school july was boomtown August was Confessions. September was Red Knots. October was 1884. And then November, which literally just happened, it was Haywire. So those have been the 11 wines we drank this year. Some better than others, for sure. Um, So I guess, I know, like, we... There were some that we like were like, uh, maybe not, but I think for like most of it, there were some that like surprised us. Um, Confessions was one that I remember surprised me just because of its low price point. Um, and then there were some that were not great at all because I know Kristen loved Haywire <laughs> uh, oh, last month. Um, and the price point on that is quite high. So that was kind of a fun shocker. And then, um, and then there were some that were old favorites, like whatchamacallit and bread and butter. So, you know, lots of lots of good spread, I think. But mm -hmm. I guess, Kristen, what were your top two this year? So my top two. So technically it's three, mainly because <laughs> I just like whatchamacallit. And it's just like a staple, but it's not included in my actual top two because I feel like that's just cheating. Um, so Lindsay, <laughs> one of yours better not be bread and butter. <laughs> it fucking is. So, um, <laughs> I, I knew as soon as I thought I, I was going to buy whatchamacallit and just be like, well, I like both a lot, but okay. it Okay. I, well, yeah. Spoiler alert. One of mine is bread and butter and I don't have three. So there's that. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so honestly, I had a hard time when I was looking at them all. 
I really need to do what you did and like write notes of which ones I kind of like because I remember one of the most of the ones I didn't really like more so than the ones I actually really liked. So I remember kind of liking Bliss. Oh, I chose Bliss. Yeah. Nice. So I went with that one as one of mine. Nice, and then I went nice. with Boomtown Red Blend for the next one. So, yeah, I fucking loved Boomtown as well. Yeah. And I, oh, sorry. I, um, I couldn't find it. And I was going to choose that one. And I could not find it at um the two liquor stores I went to. So I was like, okay, fine. I don't remember where I got it. So I was just like, whatever. I'll just. Like Crowfoot it was Liquor my Man and Crowfoot. Ah, uh, see, that's where I needed to go was Crowfoot Liquor. I figured they had both the red and white. When I because I like the white, I actually and I like I had written down that I like the red too. So that was yeah. a another fave of mine. But uh, but it was like it would have been like my because bread and butter's my staple. It would have been like my third choice. So, um, but yeah, tell me about them. All right, so let me re-pour. I couldn't remember Bliss for sure. As <laughs> of course, I tasted as one of my favorites. Hopefully, you like it. <laughs> so I tried it before I got on here, just to make sure. Oh, because <laughs> then I would have done uh, what you would call it. But um, it's smoother. It's a cab, so it's a 2016 cab. I don't know if we did the 2016 for the podcast or not i'd have to take a look at the picture um but just because like you obviously liquor stores take different stock and get different years all the time but they did have the 2017 and 2018 but i went with the 2016 because usually tabs longer well pretty much any wine usually is better when you let a breed or age more so um it's very smooth fruity not a huge fan of like fruity cabs but like i'm liking the fact that it's smooth yeah and it's got like a smooth taste so i actually really like Lindsay and i aren't going to get too much into the wine because you guys could listen to the episodes that these were on so this one was from march um and i actually am really glad i did stick with this one and i my brief memory of our night and what we did that night after the podcast drinking helped me <laughs> yeah this I one no is actually, <laughs> yeah it was one of two nights that I think I remember because they're kind of together and we were watching you at the same time so maybe Ooh. that's a different year no I think I'm right but yeah and it was really good I really enjoyed it. It was pretty smooth. It was a little different than most cabs I usually go for, but it is one that I would recommend getting. And it is not too bad of a price point. I think it's oh, like yeah. 20 something. Honestly, I like bought these. I was like such in a panic today, leaving work. I left work <laughs> an hour late than I normally do. So I was just kind of like all over the place. I didn't actually look at the prices. I just like saw the, looked at Instagram. I was, in the store trying to figure out which ones I like liked what I remembered from them and then like found them all which ironically they're all the U.S. dealer or uh not dealerships but um wines picked them up and 
Franowler. So <laughs> this one's really good. It's by um, Family Vineyard. It's in, uh, where is it? Tells me where. Oh, produced and bottled by, oh, wait, Bliss Vineyards, Poplin, California. But it's bottled in Mina Dostina. And Dostina. Mendocino? Yeah, California. Nice. These things are so confusing because it's like bottled in and then like it says something else on the back. But yeah, no, it's really good. Love it. Flavors of blackberry with brambly. Oh, brambly. Oh, this is the one. Brambly. And then the juicy finish. And yeah, it's really good. Highly recommend. Yeah. Love it. Nice. Um, and then you can go next. So then I can finish this class so I can pour the next ah, one. Ah, got it. Okay. Let me make my my way over to my I've got quite the setup going on here. <laughs> um, all right. So, well, since you guys already know what my numero uno choice was, it was bread and butter from January. Uh, I talk about this probably every time we talk about Chardonnays. This is my absolute favorite Chardonnay. I've yet to find anything that rivals it, as you all know. So, of course. I chose bread and butter. Um, so, oh, what can I say? Just had a nice bottle of this the other day, even. So, um, I, uh, so obviously I chose the Chardonnay. Um, I did actually look for the rose that we had um, as well, but I could not find it. So, I was very sad about that. But I um, got the Chardonnay. The Chardonnay is from. 2019, and it's, um, where's this guy from? I want to say it's California. A product of the United States. Yeah, Napa, of course. Um, and let's try it. It's funny. Oh. I was going through, like, the Instagram when I was at the thing. I was like, I bet you she's going to freaking pick bread and butter. <laughs> oh, man, of course. I knew immediately when I made the list, I was like, yeah, it's obviously my number one. I would this be doing happening. a disservice to anybody. Um, so it's it's so buttery, and that's what I love about it. It's so delicious. Um, it's, what else can I say? Nice light color. A little fruity, but not crazy. Definitely a piece of the pear. Um, but I'm trying to think what else. Um. Honestly, it's the buttery flavoring of the Chardonnay that, for me, makes it amazing. Um, I just love how smooth it is. Definitely smooth. Uh, not acidic. Um, and just overall, just so delicious and amazing. Um, yeah. Notes of pear, <laughs> a little bit of apple. <laughs> I, I'm just like, yeah, it's the fucking best, man. Uh, bread and butter. Everyone should just love it and pick it up and just try it. And then email us so you can all tell Lindsay if you love it or hate it. Exactly. Exactly. 
because I'd be actually curious ask. to know what everyone else's opinion like I kind of like our favorite wines I actually am intrigued to see what other people think of them right me too but she thinks like I think I like the red I I'm not sure if I was in love with the red but I think it was a really good red but I understood what you meant about the white oh it's just so like buttery man and it's at Costco if you live in Calgary Costco sells it or at least the one I go to and it's like brand butter chardonnay at Costco like (laughs) definitely going to be cheaper than it is going to be when you go (laughs) right store so just for people that live in Calgary probably other places might sell it too I just don't know so (laughs) fair if you if you live in Calgary there you go I hope you out beacon hill (laughs) beacon hill Um, a more on that one? Um, not really. Just, I can't say enough good things about it. Um, it's about, like, I don't remember. It's, it's like, around $23, 21 to 23 So it's not crazy expensive. Um, but, again, if you'll have a good shard, I tell you, you can't beat this one. You really, really can't. <laughs> I need to give them another shot. Maybe next time I go to a Crowfoot liquor, I'll buy it. Yeah. So, aka, in a month when we do our next podcast. There you go. There you go. Because I only go to Crowfoot liquor basically if I'm going to go get wine for our podcast. That's it. That's fair. Sometimes I go for other things, but usually not. So, maybe once a month. So. <laughs> but, um, all right. So, for my second one, um, is Bliss. So I ain't up with. So I just did that. People, you're on a roller coaster ride with me today. So it's Boomtown by Dusty <laughs> Valley. And it's a red blend. And from what I remember, it was um don't tell me what month it was. May? Um, Boomtown. Uh it was from June? It was from July. Oh, damn it. Not even close. You were kind of close. Summer months, so we'll go with that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It's from Washington State. It's a 2017 blend. Um, Columbia Valley, specifically, is where it's, um, what zone it's in. Um, so, as a standard red wine, and I got a ruby finish to it. Ooh. Um, nice darker red, which I like. Mm. Smells nice. <laughs> mm. You can smell the fruits in that. Like, mm, like more red fruits, like cherries and stuff more than anything maybe a little bit oaky but and maybe some like blueberry or not blueberries blackberries but like way more red notes to it yeah Mm. god that's smooth oh my (laughs) god yeah i love this this is a good red blend fuck why don't i remember this shit better this is good. This is going to go well with whatever I decide to eat. 
tonight. Tonight is going to be ordered in because I'm not cooking <laughs> after we record this. But yeah, this is going to go well with whatever. And like, oh my God, this is so good. <laughs> you you can taste the like cherry though in it. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And it's got like an oaky finish, but like a good oaky finish. It's, and it's just smooth. I think it's very smooth. Both of them are very mm-hmm. smooth. I keep saying that. I don't know why. Because they're smooth? <laughs> yeah. They're just really good. And I think maybe I'm just coming off, like, the last month in that wine and how bad it was. There. Like, this wine's just so good. And then I also got whatchamacallit, but, like, it's just delicious. And that's also a red blend. That one's a go-to for me. The whatchamacallit. Boomtown's around 20 bucks. Both same with Bliss. Um, whatchamacallit's just under 20 bucks. And I think if you live in Canada, because I don't think the restaurant's in the U.S., whatchamacallit is one of the house ones for Joey's. Yeah. Um, this nicer restaurant that we have in Calgary. Now Joey's the fish restaurant thingy. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's one of their staples and that's where I found it and I love it. But okay, Ooh. your second one. So I picked Liberty School, which is from shit. What month? That one is from June, actually. So I chose Liberty School. Um the Cabernet Sauvignon from Paso Robles. 2018 blend or year um and it is from california so paso robles in fairfield california um i just remember really liking this so shocking i chose a red (laughs) um i didn't have like i had boomtown the white one i really liked and Mm -hmm. confessions the white one and i actually had confessions a couple days ago the pinot grigio it was really yeah. good, really light, but I wasn't really like blown away by it again. Like it was good. Please don't get me wrong. Like it was, I very much enjoyed it, but I wasn't like, damn, this is better than I ever thought. Um, and the price yeah. point of confessions is really good. It's like $17. So I was like, nah, I'm going to switch it up. And so I saw Liberty or I had written down Liberty school for like one of my favorites for reds. So I was able to track it down and this guy is, was about $27. It's a little bit higher than bread and butter, but, um, so I haven't tried it since June. Um, so we'll see if I remember correctly, if I enjoyed it. So, um, it's a nice dark ruby red cab. Um, really nice. Wait, you said you got the, oh, you got the cab. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Oh no, that's okay. Um, really nice lines on this legs on this baby. Um, and I don't really smell a lot, a little bit of chocolate, tiny bit, mm-hmm. kind of, um, definitely like a black cherry too, but that's pretty much it that I can smell. You can tell it's a bold flavor, but it's like kind of hard to distinguish the, the smell. Mm. Ooh, damn, that's smooth. That's like really smooth. Um, it kind of tastes like dessert in your mouth. It's like a kind of, you for sure get some like dark chocolate, like cocoa 
on the back of your tongue. Um, definitely the dark or the black cherry. Um, yeah, and that's kind of like pretty much the two standout flavors. The chocolate though is crazy that you tasted as much. Um, but oh, really good. I really really like it still. Um, for in terms of a red, because I don't drink a lot of reds, um, it's very smooth. Uh, only a little bold, but nothing crazy. Um, and just overall a really nice decadent cab. Um, I could see myself like eating it with a really rich steak sirloin. Um, and just like side of mushrooms <laughs> and some like asparagus. I don't know. Kind of like two for one glass of wine. It's like really nice and like pairs well, but also it's a little bit desserty. So yeah. I, I like it just as much as I thought I did. <laughs> I think we did great jobs on re somewhat remembering what we liked about these wines. And yes, that agreed. actually came true considering the fact that like I could have gone the opposite way of like us liking it when we did it and then like us hating it. <laughs> exactly. Like confessions, it wasn't as good as you remembered it, but it was still a really good wine, but just not on the level of making the cut for the top two. Exactly. Exactly. Some days your palates just want something different. Right? For us, it worked out, but what's the same? Exactly. So. And two of my wines, they're twist off caps. Just for people that like to know about that stuff. I just remember mine I was were, looking at. Mine were corked. Um, not my favorite, but I, I don't know. They corked. taste good. See, and I Let's like twist off, corked. but I know corked just has some, like a little bit more of like an elegance to it. Like, oh, I'm drinking wine, right? So I don't know. I like hearing the pop to it. Yeah, kind of like the most satisfying, especially like on a Friday. List like I got one. Also, one of the reasons why I went with the 2016 was because it was only one out of the three tabs that they had. That was my twist off, and I was like, "Mama needs to hear that nice little like pop," because I, yeah, I needed that nice satisfaction to it. So, like, damn, yeah, so that's what I did. I like it. it. Yeah. <clears throat> so I guess we can go into the books. Choice on wines, guys. Good job, wines. Good job. Good year yes. of wines. So good. good year of wines. I think we actually had pretty decent like go around with wines this year. Yeah. Especially I, I think agree. with the whites, because sometimes the whites are a little harder to Yeah. Kind of like go with it, I think, sometimes. Which is kind of funny because I don't think we came across a point where you really didn't like the white. Um as much like it wasn't as bad like yeah. you might not have loved it but it wasn't like super bad but this year with the new one we found a red two reds specifically that i absolutely could not drink and i like forced it on the front and I was oh like, yeah Here that's you go. fair yeah and i still need to know if she tried it yet because <laughs> she wouldn't try it in front of me for some reason but she got two 31 dollar balls one damn yeah go be free and tell me if you like it because <laughs> I did not but I digress on that subject um so 
Let's move on to the book. Which the is, book. Let's call everyone listening is like, bitch is good to it. Um, so I'll list off all the books for you folks. And then um, Lindsay will say what her top three books are for the year. And then I'll go um, with what mine are. And then that way, if any of ours overlap, we can really just talk about the book once. So, <clears throat> sorry, I like balled something the wrong way. And you guys might hear me try and clear my throat slash cough a little bit. <laughs> try and sort my esophagus out. But, okay, so January, we started off the year with the Family Upstairs by Lisa Jewell. Um, and then February, we went into a teen fiction uh, genre with The Nameless Queen by Rebecca McLaughlin. Um, and then March, we did um, The Ten Steps to Finding Happy, A Guide to Permanent Satisfaction. And this is one of the months we actually had the author coming, uh, well, one of the co-author authors, sorry, um, to come on and um, do the podcast with us and for some reason that's the only one I don't have who by decided by Dr. Lindsay Wisner and I feel so fucking bad I don't remember the second person well they did better than me I told I don't know why I think it was just such a long title I didn't write it down all I was like oh perfect satisfaction and that's the next one (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fair well we did it was Lindsay who was on our um on who came on the podcast and mm-hmm. um she co-wrote it with someone as well um I'm gonna find out dun, dun, it's dun. by oh my god and by oh Celine Castrovia right ah right yes perfect so that's who it's by, and it was a nonfiction, and it's our only nonfiction of the year, which for mm. us, the fact that we had one is a good thing. So, um, and then we go into April, and we did The Night Before by Wendy Walker. Um, May is The Worst Best Man by Mia Sosa. Uh, June was Behind Closed Door by B.A. Paris. July was The Friend Zone by Abby Jimenez. I think I said that right. Um, and then uh, August was The Girl from Widow Hills by Megan Miranda. September was The Black Witch by Lori Forrest. October was A Father's Gift by Sherika Evans, which this one we also have the author um, on our podcast. So, woo-hoo. We had fun. Um, and then we ended the um, year, in quotes, off with The Perfect Child by Lucinda Berry. So, so oh, I guess I forgot to tell you guys which genres. The Night Before is a thriller. Worst Best Man is like a chick lit romance book. Behind Closed Doors was another thriller. The Friend Zone, chick lit romance. Um, the Girl from Widow Hills is... Um, a suspense thriller kind of genre, The Black Witch, teen fiction, Father's Gift is more fiction contemporary, and then The Perfect Child is more of a psychological thriller suspense novel. Yes. I would say. I just threw in the psychological, I feel like it fits, but anyways, okay, Lindsay. <laughs> uh, what's the, your top 
three of the year drum roll okay so this was hard um definitely a um i kind of have like a honorable mention um well i have two so i would be remiss if i i'm sorry we would be remiss i think if we didn't uh credit both Sherika and Lindsay for their amazing books this year and for reaching out to us and taking time to like talk to us and let us like ask them about their books and um, really get to know them a little bit better as the authors. So um, I still really love being able to have an actual book for a father's gift that Sherika wrote and provided us back in October. So uh, I loved that. And her story was just, um, while it was a lot of like tearjerker moments, it was just really like something I think we could all use this year. And then mm -hmm. um, I really loved because not only because it's our only nonfiction, but I actually found a lot of like really great tips in there um, about uh, just like things I can change in my life and like how I can actually start finding my happy. Um, so Lindsay's book, 10 Steps to Finding Happy, uh, was a really great read as well. And just a lot of like really insightful things. Um, both these ladies, I have to say, follow them on our uh, Wisdom Books and then our, on my personal account. And I just think they're two of the like most beautiful, funniest women, uh, especially Lindsay. I just love her little day-to-day things she's always putting on her Instagram or her stories just about her life and like she's just no holds barred type of person um and then Sherika has these gorgeous pictures uh like other day she puts one um on the beach and just looks so nice so I'm just like oh living my best life through these ladies um so shout out to these wonderful female authors um actually kind of shocker I feel like are all of our books this year from female authors um yeah that's pretty fucking cool just saying um okay so and i think most of them for the majority of it are actually thriller on the thriller's defense side too mm -hmm. actually well they definitely are because i'm sorry that made it really hard to pick a couple of favorites um so i'm very thankful we have three so <laughs> i think i like i honestly i can't order them i think i'm gonna do I don't know. Um, you don't have to order them. You could just say which are your top three. Okay. So my top three are in no particular order are The Family Upstairs, The Black mm -hmm. Witch, and The Perfect Child. Mm -hmm. And I just loved all three of them. I loved that I was able to put a teen fantasy in there because I know I would I'm never shocked. think that would be my one of my favorites but I'm actually obsessed with the Black Witch Chronicles now um slowly making my way through all the books so um so I don't know I just love like the whole characters that are built in this in these uh in these books and just the story that um Lori Forrest has built around it and then with the family upstairs I just remember loving that book and i knew it was going to be my top for the year like it was hard to beat for that one in january but um i just remember loving it i love the suspense of it and how kind of messed up it was and then the perfect child i still to this day i'm thinking about it um i know it was only a month ago but i'm it was a very 
was so up my alley. It was very dark and twisted and it does not intense. have a happy ending. Yeah, exactly. Intense. And I like all the things I love in a good thriller. Um, but I'm still thinking about it. Like I'm a quitting, like I'm listening to a podcast about, um, like child protective services and a family. Um, and I'm just equating a lot of things to it from the book, even though they have nothing to do with one another because the family didn't abuse the child, but I, it's just crazy that it's still in my mind, but both are, are all three amazing books. Uh, couldn't put them down. And I know for some, like, um, the family upstairs by one of our favorite authors already. Um, the black witch I'm continuing to read all the books in the, um, in the series. And then the perfect child I know for Lucinda Berry, I'm looking forward to reading a lot of her other books, um, that she has out there. So those are my three. Kristen, tell me about your three. So I'm going to go with the fact. So also not in any particular order, but, Black Witch by Lori Forrest, Stalker. Um, the Perfect Child again, Stalker. But the one that I don't agree with you on on top favorite is I liked Behind Closed Doors by B. A. Paris. Ooh, that was it. Okay, so that was a good one for sure, and that one makes my top five for sure. Yeah, like it's one of my favorite. Um thrillers from this year like it's besides the perfect child we had like the widow the girl from widow hills um the night before and then the family upstairs and i did really like family upstairs but it was kind of i don't know for me that one i didn't love as much as behind closed doors but Fair. the girl from widow hills to me was like the t- bottom of the suspense one for yeah sure. i agree on that one for sure the night before was actually pretty good, but I don't know. The top two for me out of that genre, besides Perfect Child, um, was The Family Upstairs and Behind Closed Doors. But Behind Closed Doors is just like separate vibes, but like, yeah. Like it had essence to that, but it was just like so fucked up. And then like just the way it went about, I just, I fucking loved it. And the fact that she turned <laughs> the shit around on the man, I was just like, girl power. Yeah, that's like, true. yeah, that was good. So I, I love that book for like all, obviously like they're not in the same order. Like you said, like they're just top three, but fuck, I love it. And like Black Witch, you just can't get enough of that shit. I know, right? It's like, I'm obsessed like, with it. I haven't started reading the second one yet, just cause like, honestly, 600, pa- like over 600 pages is like a little daunting and like, you're like, okay, this is going to either take me yeah. a day, like a solid, like eight hour, six hour day to read, or it's going to be like a couple of days of me reading this. So it's kind of like you, yeah. you plan your life around it a little bit. That's very true. But, um, it's definitely, yeah, it's, I really just want them to make it into a movie as well. Cause I, Yes, people, everyone that's, like, a big, huge book lover is probably, like, bitch, no. But it's kind of, like, I don't know. Sometimes you just want to see what you're imagining in your head come to life and see what other people that are, like, the filmmakers and, like, all that stuff, how they see it and, like, how different it is or close to what you think and, like, 
how they like maybe change it up a little bit from the book because like some they do do that which i don't hate unless it's fucking when they're talking about a different accent <sighs> sophia can sell the books two of them don't <laughs> in movies and i don't hate the movies i just don't like the fact that they're based in new york and not in england because like hello she's a british author <laughs> damn besides that i digress but like i like harry potter i love the books and i love the movies like i think it's like i don't know you just want to experience both and they're just ex- different experiences yeah so that's very true. i i really kind of like am intrigued just like the you series like those are like similar to the books but they're also different from the books yeah and like just different again different experience exactly oh okay we're gonna stop comparing things and talking about movies and black witch love it still need to get into like the second one but like honestly teen fantasy like this is one of the tops even just for maria the first one out of like the top series not my top top series of teen fantasy because no no one is going to knock Tamara Pierce off that pedestal for me. Uh, I love her. Fair. But, like, she's in, like, the top, like, four for sure. I think for me, for teen fantasy, just in general. For nice. series authors. So, I love it. Um, And then Perfect Child Love. <laughs> One season. Nice, so we just love that shit, but... We, we can go more into these um right now. So do we want to start on the ones that we both really like and then we talk about the ones that we like differently or Yeah, I think so. We what's your feelings? Okay. Yeah. Do we want to do perfect child since we uh talk about it? Yeah. The last thing that's most fresh in our memories. Okay, I'll let you go first. Oh, okay. So <laughs> basically um I was like, uh, what do you want me to say? Um, I don't know. Do you want me to summarize it or just talk about what I liked about it? Summarize and then, like, um, I guess we can kind of just go back over. We kind of already did a little bit, but, like, just kind of go back over what we really liked about the book and stuff. Okay. So, The Perfect Child is about a couple. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to remember anyone's names from these books, even if I just read the, um, like, couple weeks ago um it's about a couple um who are trying to have kids they can't um and so they are both uh working healthcare and this girl comes into the hospital and she is that has been badly abused it appears by her previous by her mother we later find out um and uh she gets taken into emergency foster care by this couple. Um, and then she, things start to like go kind of crazy. Um, she like does things on purpose to like mess up shit. Um, she's pretty vindictive and like malicious in certain circumstances, but at the same time you feel really bad for her because like she's gone through all these horrible things. Um, and then the couple eventually fully adopt her and then shit starts to get really crazy. Um, they have another child, um, and then 
the mom kind of goes a little bit i don't want to ruin it well you're, it's ruined anyway if you listen to us normally <laughs> um the mom kind of goes crazy um not crazy i shouldn't say that the mom just like has had enough and she starts hearing kind of voices that tell her that she needs to kill the daughter um and she tries to drown her that we find out and the dad this whole time is just kind of like really on team Janie who's the daughter um but it's really hard because like you hate him for that because he really doesn't seem to listen to his wife and then you feel bad for Janie but also like are like oh my gosh she's a little bit like she's got a lot of shit to deal with um and basically at the end of it um the mom's like recovering and Janie kills her aunt slash her mom's sister uh basically murders her by pushing her down the stairs and then like the dad gets sued for negligence um and that's kind of how it ends so it's not really like definitely not a happy story it's nothing about it is like positive um it's just pretty dark and fucked up but i think that's why it grabs your attention so much because you're like oh my gosh um and it's just overall a really well written really great book <laughs> that's really <laughs> fucked up <laughs> and that's also why i like it so there you go <laughs> that's pretty much all it's like you can really it, it's just a fucked up book it you is. just kind of want to like the author like if everyone listened to like last uh month episode like she was um a psychological a therapist <laughs> Yeah, yeah a child psychologist, child psychologist. <laughs> or, or yeah a child yeah. um like a like a psycho um psychological therapist like, yeah. especially in child psychology yeah um and like you just kind of she's you kind of wonder if she's seen stuff similar to this like and all that stuff and like that's what kind of gave her the idea for the book you just kind of want to know like just like you do with any of these authors and you're just kind of like where did you guys come up with this stuff yeah some of this shit is like fucking freaking crazy right like people think that like well honestly fantasy authors to me just take the cake in like coming up with the most elaborate shit because it's kind of like they come up with fantasy worlds like literally like weird names that most people can't even freaking pronounce like a completely different land people what they all look like and all that stuff so to me uh hands out to all of freaking uh fantasy authors because like you guys just like come up with like unreal worlds but like thrillers and suspense novelists like they're second to me because it's like the Shit that they have to come up with, and like, just like the twistedness, the yeah, twist that people like that they have like later on. This one didn't fully have too much of a twist to it. I don't think. I think the biggest twist was about the fact that the mom, yeah, like this, like you kind of hinted. They out. hinted at the like girl, like the little girl being like. She was probably like this from like the beginning, not so yeah. much just like because her mom abused her. Like her mom abused her 
because she was kind of like perceived as a little devil child kind yeah. of thing. So like, um, I think it was just kind of, uh, I yeah, there wasn't too much of a twist. We just kind of were like wanted to know his reaction to it, and we didn't get the dad's reaction to it. Yeah, and then of like knowing that this child was maybe not as lovable as we all thought which sounds really bad saying it out loud no but again but it. everyone y'all know what i mean so but yeah no I, I i really like this book obviously like we don't want to go too much into it but like yeah like this author just did a spectacular <laughs> job of it yeah and like you just want to read all her other shit yeah honestly Obviously, it's, like, one of the last reads. It came recommended from my friend at work who's got her own Instagram page. I'll give her a shout-out. Sarah Murray. Follow her at at Sarah's bookshelves. Sarah and her bookshelves, sorry. On Instagram. But, yeah, like, loved it. Loved this book. So, thank you, Sarah, for recommending it. But Yes, thank you. um, So, another one that both of us loved. Are you guys really that shocked that Lindsay and I really picked Black Witch or The Perfect Child as the same ones? Because, well, I'm pretty sure when we were talking about them to begin with, during the actual episodes, everyone could predict that they were probably going to be our top ones. Like, two of our top. Yeah. Especially The Black Witch. And, well, not really especially. But the Black Witch, I'll give everyone, like, a little, like, snippet of it, um, is, so this chick, I guess I just said this chick, so people that say black, correct stuff, whatever, I don't care. Um, so she, uh, grew up with her two brothers in kind of, like, the middle of nowhere with, like, basically no one really around, maybe out in the forest with her uncle because her parents died when she was younger and her like aunt lives in the city and she's got like a high profile job and is like um a witch wizard mage (laughs) one of those terms um magical powers (laughs) basically and so like everyone in their bloodline like their grandmother was the one of the most powerful black witches ever to have lived like everyone this chick was a spitting image of her grandmother and like everyone thought she was going to be like the next black witch and like her uncle was like trying to shield her by pretending that she didn't ever test positive for women in the covid life test positive for shit i know i was Um, like what test positive We live in a test positive life now. Usually yeah, life. you <laughs> test positive for like, I don't know, hep, B and stuff. I don't even know. Test positive. Fuck, whatever. Now it's <laughs> test positive for COVID. You don't want that. That's like no. probably the most depressing shit you'll ever hear. But anyways, um, <laughs> she didn't pass the like magic test. 
one of her brothers did. I think both did. I can't really remember specifics. It was two months ago, three months ago, two months ago. <laughs> Whatever, it was a while ago. And it was a big book. There's a lot of shit in that thing. But anyway, yeah. so she, um, her aunt takes her off with her, like brings her back. She gets involved in the world of magic and all that stuff. Kind of finds out who she should avoid because, you know, they're snobby and it you can classify them as white supremacists in a way and like they don't like anyone else but themselves and they think everyone else sucks and she ends up going off to college after she makes some huge enemies especially in the person that everyone thinks is going to be the next black witch and she makes unlikely friends that you would not think that she would make and with her brothers, and they all, like, band together, and then they, like, start fighting against, basically, the, like, stupid people that she's related to, aka her aunt, and all the other people that are, like, the same race as them, so. It ends with a twist, so we don't know where it's gonna go until we read the second book. Kristen, read it. And probably the third book. Yeah. And the fifth. I mean, fourth. And the fifth. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think there's five out now. And they're probably all 600 pages. So anyone reading these, snuggle in. You're in for a ride. A very long snuggle ride. Because it's happening. Yes. But yes. yes. Quite enjoyed it. Loved it. The only yeah. thing I have against this book is how long it is, and like we keep bringing it up, but it's worth the read. But it's just you, you just kind of have to prep for it in a way, whatever prep style you do, whether it's like, okay, I'm gonna book off this time to read it or whatever, but or just mentally prepare yourself that you're gonna be reading, yeah, a 672 page book. Yeah. Which is roughly how long the second one is. So, <laughs> but it's an accomplishment. So, hey, there's that. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really have much more to add to that one. Lindsay? No, me neither. It's really good. That's all. <laughs> um, I guess the next two are two different ones. So maybe we don't have to describe what they are fully about. But maybe give like a minute review of what the book's about, and then like why you liked it. Okay. You can just, so you can scratch this later, but yeah, go ahead. I don't really actually remember too much about this book. Um, so mine was the family upstairs, and I remember that like hippies moved into this house, and it was like a cult. And it's told from, like, a bunch of different people's, like, views. And at the end, like, the brother and sister and the other baby sister all finally get reunited. And basically, like, the, and it's kind of telling it from all of their points of view, like, how the baby sister was found as a baby after, like, these cult members basically... Is that what happened? They killed themselves? 
Mm, no, there no. was something else that happened though. They basically were withering away to like nothing. Oh, it, no, and... it was the brother. It was the brother. Yeah, it was Remember? one of the kids that killed him or killed them. Yeah, it was the brother. Yeah. And he like took the sister and like kind of yeah. gave her, I think, up for adoption in a way. No, the sister was pregnant with the fucking, yes, the sister, the creepy. Oh, right. The guy. sister was old enough. Yes. And he got her pregnant. And so the the baby was her baby. Yes. Well, no. Yeah. But I mean, like, the lady that ended up going to Paris, she gave up the baby for adoption. That was, I'm like saying it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. You go. You go. There was just a lot of, like, twists and turns, and, like, it was a lot, but it was really cool, and I really didn't see any of it coming, and, like, I like that it talks about, like, their lives after all of this, and, like, the son, like, had all this stuff, too, and, like, I love, he ended up killing most of the people, like, the adults, and then, like, they had to flee, and then they got separated, and then they all kind of meet up in the end. And it was just really, again, really fucked up. But also, like, there's just so many different, like, points to it. And you're going from, like, past to present to this person, this person, this person. I don't know. I really liked it. It was dope. There's a lot. <laughs> there's a the lot end, to it. There was a lot to it. That's all I got, though. Okay. Um... Yeah, I I remember liking it, but I remember not loving it, but I don't fully remember why. <laughs> you you liked it more than I ever thought you would. You said you liked it. Yeah. I remember I honestly do remember liking it and I remember shocking you on that answer. I just don't know what it's cool. My opinions were fully about on that because it was like a year ago and a lot of shit has happened since then. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's a lot. Y'all are it's lucky I'm wearing a bra. So, just saying. Yeah, um, just saying. <laughs> but yeah, no, I quite like, I remember like us being like, what the fuck's going on with this called? Like, how did this situation <laughs> even become a thing? with this yeah. people, like this family and like <laughs> I don't know it's just kind of like shocking to see how things unfolded and like the twists and turns they were taking on and just like you're kind of like what the fuck is going on like why are these parents even doing this like how they yeah. even like get it to this point and like bravo to like the brother for finally like stepping in and trying to write it the wrong even though like maybe not the most legal way of doing um things and stuff like that and just like cults are not a good thing people unless you're part of a cult don't listen to me and don't come find me but seriously people (laughs) get out of the cult people like run far far away yeah We've seen a lot of the cults be portrayed on, like, Criminal Minds and all that shit. We've heard about the cults. 
because some of our favorite um, psychopathic people that they've made podcasts about and movies, Ted Bundy, even though he doesn't have a cult, but you guys are following my points on this. Hopefully, they're fucked up and I don't remember where I was going with my own point. So I'm just going to end it there. You probably yeah. just confuse a lot of you. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly had a end point to where I was going, but I just circled around so much. Now I don't actually remember where I was heading with that one. So we're just going to yeah. leave it. I'm going to put it down and walk away. But yeah, I liked it. Yeah. It was a good book. I have nothing more. That's fine. Me neither. What about your favorite, other favorite? Behind closed doors. Okay, so this lady marries this guy who is a lawyer from where I remember. Obviously, it's Sen Brennan because you know how much I like those books and how much I hate them. Yes, he is like those stereotypical guys that you're like looking at him from the outside and he seems like, the nicest guy, best guy, all that stuff. You're just like, of course she's lucky to marry him, blah, blah, blah. But he's a psychopath. She doesn't know that until he thinks teeth in by marrying her. Once he's got her chained to him, then the psychopathic thing comes out, aka their wedding night. And then they go, and then she finds out he's a sadist, and she's got a sister who uh, she basically raised and has some mental issues. So she's in a specific home for it and stuff like that. And he basically uses her sister against her. And he keeps saying, I'm going to paint her room her favorite color red. I think it was red. When in reality, the sister's favorite color was yellow. But basically because he was going to do what his dad did to, I think, his mom and put her in the basement, like a crazy ass room that's freaking terrifying and no one would want to be in there and like torture her because he's a sadist, as I said. Anyways, um, no one believed her. Their friends came over. This lady had to be like top shape on like her stepper wife situation and she started playing the game against him and she was trying to get one of the ladies that's a new neighbor to kind of like who was a little suspicious of things to kind of like get on her side and all that bullshit and and then she pulled the trick from uh rug from underneath him and killed him and then she went on a holiday and then came back and her husband was dead. And everyone's like, oh, how did he die? And huh. it's like, ha, bitches, she killed him. But none of you fucking know it. Okay. I really enjoyed that book. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> so many twists and turns. <sighs> I just, especially when he like put, he like was so meticulous about like what he said to other people. And when he kept saying in front of this one chick, yeah, I'm going to paint your sister's bedroom when she comes to live with us, like, red or whatever. Oh, it's right. her favorite color. And then, like, the sister had said um, yellow a couple times to her, and then the lady was like, I thought it was, like, her favorite color was, like, this color. And he, like, 
was like shit. And it's like, ha! You fucked up, man. What are you going to torture yourself with for fucking yeah. up? Fucker. <sighs> oh, that's a good it's not our first BA Paris one. We also read something else. She's a really good author, too. We don't really read a lot yeah. of her. But she does have some really good books um, that I don't have a list in front of me right now. But we have read them before, and they're really good. I think she's comparable to Lisa Jewell on how much I enjoy them. Obviously, I like this one a little too much as I started talking about it and bringing back <laughs> memories. But honestly, Jack and Grace, can they not have, like, more boring names? Bye, Dagra. Jack and Grace. It's cute, though. Jack and Grace kind of reminds me of, like, you expect them to be the, like, perfect couple with names like yes. that that are married to each other. Yeah. Which is probably why she chose those names. <laughs> yes. But. Yes. Did you have yes. anything to add about this book? <laughs> no. That I went. No? Okay. Yeah. It was a good book. I recommend, as I did when we read it. But it was one of my faves of this year. We did pretty good at having, like, two books that we, like, I don't think we even had that the year before, where we, like, two of the same. Right? Like, I think, I know we liked like one or two same, but I don't think we like rated them the same way as yeah. we did this year. I think it, I think it was like different. Which I yay agree. us, we're getting way better at picking books. <laughs> I know, right? And we really enjoyed having the authors approach us and ask us to talk about read theirs and like, because it wasn't fair having theirs part of like our. <laughs> top three and stuff like that like yeah i'm not a huge non-fiction person but i really enjoyed her book uh Lindsay's book but like sherika's i really loved it was a different spin on a fiction book and like yeah we normally don't ever read so right because some of the fiction ones we do read are more on the romancy side or like that kind of stuff so it was kind of well i guess this one has a hint of romance in it too but i don't know it was just different and i yeah, quite enjoyed it. But no, I think it was a good year overall. Yeah, I agree. eight out of ten. I get eight it. out of ten. Between the mm-hmm. wines and the book, fair. I'd say it's, and us not being able to be in the same room for most of it. Oh, well, I'll give it a solid eight, eight point five. Nice. nice. Yeah. Mhm. Nice. Mhm. Yeah. So, what are you currently reading? Oh fuck, I forgot about that. Um Okay. There's been some updates. <laughs> One second. I am currently reading. Oh my god, you go first. Okay. So I have read Ticket to Forever by Elizabeth Scott. Let's be okay. just let's just be friends. Wow, I hate when they stack it like that. By Camilla Isley, Friend Zone by Camilla Isley, The Second Coming by Carrie Ahrens, Boring Bennett by Melanie Sean, 
another one. And then I read some actual books. Um, I started reading the second book to Love and Honey. No. Oh, yeah? Blood and Honey. No. Yeah. The book is called Blood and Honey. Fuck. Um, yeah. My day. Um, finished Lisa Jewell's Invisible Girl. Love it. Highly recommend. And I think that's it. I started reading one called Brayden by Melissa Bell. Um, that I haven't finished it yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, I just haven't really felt like reading some nights. So, Mm -hmm. it's not as many as I normally do, so. But, eh. What about you? I have read, um, the, sorry. Oh, why are you not in, sorry. All my shelves on Goodreads. So, I read The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson, a nonfiction book. That one was pretty good. Um, And then I read Recursion by Blake Crouch. So way back when, Kristen and I read another Blake Crouch book, and that was, oh my God, Dark Matter. Um, So I read his newest one, Recursion, which was super good. Like, definitely recommend. It's hard to wrap your head around at first. Once you get the, like, gist of it, though, it's super cool. Um, trying to think. Then right now, I am just currently reading uh, Light Mage. So the two and, two and a half, uh, or one and a half, sorry, book of the Black Witch Chronicles. And then I am so excited to start, because mm-hmm. um, I just got it. Um, Ready Player Two by Ernest Cline. Uh, so the sequel to Ready Player One. Finally, it's been like so long and I'm so obsessed with that book. So I'm so excited. Um, and then what else am I doing? I am also reading, um, uh, that's it right now. That is nice. Yeah. I have so many books. I have that I need to read but I'm like itching because I feel like there's going to be some good deals on Indigo oh probably because it's Black Friday so like take a look at and buy some more books because it's been at least a month yes and you know we're healthy like that and you know fine books but yeah well and I just checked I'm so excited. The second one in the series from Emma Hart, new series, like the bookworm ones, is coming out in a two weeks, less than two weeks. On the eighth. And I pre-ordered that so I don't have to worry about going and finding it. It'll just appear in my iBook library. And then I can start reading it and I'll be very happy because I love it. And I can't wait. Yeah. And I'm gonna gush like a little girl on that day, mm-hmm. and I'll try and post. Which yes. I also need to post on our Instagram page, Booze Books All Podcast. So I'm currently reading all um, same. Tomorrow I'm looking forward to sleeping in, people, and reading some books in bed because you know I love me reading head in the morning and not having to deal with hopefully no one comes by and does construction stuff because people 
You guys have been hearing me complain about the fact that our house is under construction and is literally basically done. Yay! They have a couple more pieces to do on Monday and Tuesday, but Wednesday, the furniture is coming back in the house. And I yes. have the guy that handles our like electronic stuff, like the, the TV and like doing like the universal remote network connection thingy magic. He is coming then too. I'm working from home that day. So hopefully not that bad at work. So I can deal with this stuff. But anyways, by Wednesday night, I should have the house pretty much looking like it's almost back to normal. We'll just have to, you know, slowly and surely get the rest of like the actual stuff in the basement and stuff all upstairs but my plan this weekend is to do that well sorry i got i'm going off on a tangent about this but i'm excited <laughs> and i hope you guys are all too that my headache Woo! for the past like four months since july 36th is almost done yeah <sighs> but finally almost almost there and then Lindsay, hopefully in the new year, can come chill at my house and see it and get an actual in-person tour. Exactly. Then have, like little mini videos I give her. Just like I can't wait to see her new puppy. Yay! Yay! Because I love me some puppies. But <laughs> but yeah, that's that's all I got for this episode. Really. <laughs> Yeah, guys, thanks for a great year and joining us with all the, the booze we drank and the books we read and so excited hopefully to next year. Yeah, do it all again in 2021 and hopefully it's a better year, y'all. Hopefully. Hopefully uh, we get some vaccines going out so that our lives somewhat can uh, continue going on a normal path. Whether, mm. like, I know it's probably not going to be fully back to pre-COVID, but maybe less of what we're in now. Yeah. A little bit more free living in a way. So hopefully that comes this next new year and we'll see. But um, definitely, hopefully this next year we'll be able to do most of our podcasts together because it's way easier for Lindsay and I. Gosh, it's our time to actually hang out and like see each other. So like, honestly, because exactly. our lives are so busy. We have some show yes. people that we like to watch when we do these recordings that we are now having to put on hold even longer because this is the second month we've had to like not do it together. <laughs> right? So. <sighs> I keep going on tangents. Sorry for everyone that's listening to this. <laughs> anyways we're excited for the new year i'm pretty sure everyone is and i'm excited to see what we're going to choose for the next book that we're going to read and premiere for the new year yay teen fantasy fiction thriller i don't know who knows, who knows? but uh you can catch us at boozeandbooks.podcast again get what we're reading currently what we're drinking currently see what we're doing for this month all that stuff or you can follow us individually at kristen.shoe s-h-e-w for the shoe part or lynn.said l-i-n-d dot s-a-i-d or you can email us at booze and books 
at gmail.com. B-O-O-O-Z-E-A-N-D-B-O-O-O-K-S at gmail.com. Did it. Oh, you almost got it. Close. But what do you mean? Yes. I did it. Uh, you fumbled a little bit. Hesitancy okay. counts. But close. But, but close. You're you're pretty close. Perfect. I'll give it to you. Perfect. Way better than what <laughs> I would have done, because I would have not done that, but anyway. <laughs> all right are we gonna say bye in like one two three let's say bye in one two three okay one two three bye 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 bye